Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I am Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diane then. This is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. How are you, Rob? I'm outside. We are, we're all outside. I'm feeling incredibly connected to London's nature. Oh, you are? How comes? Because we are outdoors at Camden Art Centre. Yes. And you can probably hear the traffic noise in the background. Yes, but, but also the birds cheeping. And the, exactly, that, that is the combination of city London. nature. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's incredible energy here, but it's a really beautiful um, garden. You've the, been coming here for years, Camden Arts Centre, haven't you? So I used to live just down the road in Swiss Cottage. Um, I moved there, I think, in 2003. I lived, mm. I lived there for about 11 years. And this is actually the centre, along with Maureen Paley's gallery, which were the two spaces that got me into contemporary art, yeah. into collecting, into loving artists. And I even did a um, kind of a fair down here in this garden once where we, we all brought things from our homes that we swapped. It was like a bric-a-brac kind oh, of wow. swap shop on a Sunday once with artists. And I swapped amazing things with like Carolina Shaintra and loads of different artists. It was very, very cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it was years ago, like 2005 or something. Yeah. And um, I love this garden. But today we are here with an amazing artist from Hong Kong. Yes. Um, and we He's are currently... currently got a show here because uh, there's an emergent artist prize that's set up by the Camden Art Centre for the focus section of Freeze, which is for galleries which are emerging under 10 years old. And this artist won the prize and was selected and now has his solo show at Camden Art Centre. And we've come here to interview him and it's incredibly exciting. So we'd like to welcome to Talk Art, Wong Ping. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you, Ping? Thanks for having me. I'm I'm good, I'm good. Of course. So we call you Ping Wong, but that's your first name's Ping? Yes. Yes, yes, you can call me Ping. Call you Ping. Ping. Yeah, Wong is my family name, so right. there's a lot of Wongs in Hong Kong. Is there? <laughs> if you, yeah, if you call me <laughs> Wong, it's like everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's good. So you've been in London for how long setting this show up? Um, I was here in before 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 the the show start. I spent like ten days here to set up yeah um, the show, and especially you know the first day I arrived, I dig a hole in the garden. Hope it didn't ruin your favorite garden here. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was actually the spot where my table was for the no, yeah that was the exact no, really? spot no joke that was where oh. i'll try and find photos of it we have photos of it but i had a i had a stool <laughs> just there like a table there so oh. we're all looking at um a hole that's been dug in the ground in the shape of a heart so the title of uh ping's show is heart digger yeah and this heart signifies uh where you're going to bury the love of your life one day right yeah, yeah. hope so um uh, <laughs> haven't found it yet but <laughs> just prepare 
preparation. Preparation for when you find the love of your life, you need somewhere to bury them. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I I, I wrote a story about it, uh, but yeah, it's in in a do- by the door. By the oh, the, the story is by yeah, the door this, yeah. the, of the gallery. So we can yeah. see that when we go inside. So you yeah. got um, discovered by Camden Arts Centre because you were part of the focus section at Freeze. So yeah. how did that how did that show come about and being there? That was uh, October last year. Yes, um, it was a surprise actually. I because I didn't know anything, you know, about the prize. The gallery didn't tell me. So oh really? Yeah, I was like very nervous setting up my work, some installation in the at the booth. You know, uh, I think two or one hours before the op- the opening of the of the fair. Yeah. And then uh, I think Martin just pat my shoulder. And so said, Martin Clark, who runs Camden Arts Centre. Yes, yes, he pat my shoulder and said, "Oh, you won the prize." I said, "What?" And then I was like sweating, like. Because I was fixing my installations, and then it, so before the freeze had even opened, you knew you'd won the prize. I didn't know. No, but they oh. they, they allocated you the prize before the, the fair had opened. While yes. you're still installing. Yes, I think one hour before the opening. Wow, that's <laughs> and amazing. And they just, you know, the whole team just rush in, and and they took like ten or twenty minutes for interview, photo, you know, pictures, and they're all gone. It's like I was like, oh, did that actually happen? Yeah. What, what, did what was your install in the focus section? It was a film, wasn't it? Yes, uh, it's called Fables 1, yeah. which is showing uh, at the off-site for this show as well. Yeah. Um, and I think six 3D prints installation to go with, uh, it, which is extrude from the, from the film. From the animation? Yeah, from the animation. Because you work a lot in animation. Yes. How did, how did you get into working that way? Um, I guess it's just accident. I was working in um, in a TV station in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. and I learned how to use some software to, you know, do. I did some uh, post production for them, mm-hmm. like removing wires, you know, stuntman and stuff. Yeah, yeah smoothing the the skin of the actor or actress. Uh-huh. You know. So they call that like three D animation or something. Was that a different discipline? I think it's different. Oh, okay. It's more like post-production thing. Oh, it's just yeah, like post-production editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's okay. fixing some... Making everything flawless. Mis- yes. Yes. Uh, making the maybe the body look better, yeah. more hair yeah. <laughs> from the yeah. actress and actors. All. So I did that all day long. And then I tried to use that skills to start the animations, uh-huh. which is completely, you know, not related at all but I just try to use whatever I and you can. do that in your spare time when you got home as a hobby yeah definitely a, a right, hobby right, right. so I upload online and um, it's Vimeo you uploaded on wasn't it yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. so I didn't you know by that time I I don't know nothing about like I know nothing about art design or you know anything like that so um, yeah well you, you, you say that but in a way I think maybe it's like subconscious or something maybe you've picked things up like over the your childhood or growing up or something because I feel like it's very connected to those disciplines as well even if you didn't deliberately have that kind of training at the beginning or did you study art no no exactly, I, yeah. I study uh, multimedia design so okay, they try yeah. to teach you like like softwares yes. like photoshops you know back in the day it's not very popular but they try to teach you that and um, how old are you Ping? I'm 35 so, so you grew up in a time when there wasn't the internet as much. So you had an experience of the world. Yes, in the 80s. In the 80s, and in yeah. In the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you spent a predominant amount of your career and life working on computer. Yeah. And you said that I read that you learned how to draw via an Illustrator program online. Yes. Um, I, and then I learned how to do 
use that software to make animation um, I just uh, go to a find a book in the library and just just learn it um, I don't know it, it, I think it's just like a hobby you know you have the desire to it's just like you know playing basketball after work or something like that so yeah that was I your passion yeah that's yeah, the passion yeah. I, yeah, so yeah. I didn't have any like thoughts or consideration or planning at all I just know I want to do it and yeah. upload it I don't know why but I <laughs> just want to put it up there and and who knew that, like, all these years later, you'd be stood in London with a giant inflatable giraffe yeah. outside here. And also, when we with turned guys, up at the yeah. gallery this morning at Camden Art Centre, there's a huge heart, which is rotating with um, but it's flashing... it's down in a suggestive yeah, fashion. exactly. Coming out at of the front, front of the gallery, which I love as well. It's a really... I've never seen Camden Art Centre look so <laughs> kind of exciting like that on the outside. Yeah. Um, so suggestive. Yeah. Yeah, but just talking about the Vimeo work. So you uploaded all of your animations on Vimeo, and then yeah. you created quite a following like a cult following to your stories and the fables when you say it's better fables that's based on Aesop's fables or based on like um like the fairy tales fairy tale I, I guess um, yeah, yeah but fables is I I started this series um this path uh last year when I was uh doing commission for the new museum triennial so that was the, the fables one how how it made. Um, I always want to do you know make stories for kids. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I thought about you know you know writing is the most important part in my work. I think I spend a lot of time writing rather than doing the animation by myself. So uh, I always want to write a book. But at the end, when I finish the story, I just can't help you know just I want to make it in now in animation yeah. as well. So that's how I transit from there. And how did this inflatable and the kind of sculptural side of it all come to be? Because obviously there's a big link to childhood, even looking at this inflatable. It reminds me of the 1980s when we had uh, like big bouncy castles um, at people's birthday parties, <laughs> you know, like where you would get to take your shoes off and jump up and down and be crazy. Um, that's kind of what it reminds me of in a way. But how, how did that element of it, you know, come out of the digital videos and then come into the 3D, into the real... World. That's very luxury, like birthday party. You know, in Hong Kong, we don't have such space for bouncy castle really? or anything like this. It was really? a big thing when we were kids in England. It's really oh, funny. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't. So you never saw we a don't have backyard. We, I think we do, but it's like once, maybe, maybe once in a while, they have like an outdoor festival or yeah. something. But I ne honestly, I never play anything. Like, like I never play, yeah, yeah, I never yeah. Play, play with it when I was young. So, <laughs> so how did it come to be here? Like, what, um, how, where did the idea for the inflatable come from? You know, when I start my work in my bedroom and you know uploading, I don't have to worry about space. And then I guess like four years or three years after I doing this practice, I just you know galleries or, or institution approach. So I get a chance to make it in a physical space. Yeah. So that's when I think that's when I started to you know um, extru extracting ideas from my work and then put it in you know like a physical space. Wow. I think that's you know I, I still you know learning like trying to figure it out like the reason or, or why why, why you wanted I, to do yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah but I don't know there's just some I think when I started to plan my, my, my exhibition, it's always very visual, like, in my mind, rather than, you know, meaning or 
And I love very that, in, in, improvisation. Yeah. Did that come from the visits here, though? So when you came and saw the visits, then you instantly saw in your mind's eye the work you wanted to create for the space? Yes, when uh, Martin invited me over to visit the garden, because I, ne- I, I didn't know how, how it looks, and immediately I wanted you know, take a hole and bury something. Wow. Some, I don't know, human or animals, I don't know. I just want to do it. Yeah. Because, you, because you see it on the movies all the time, right? Yeah. You just want to try, like, how to bury a person <laughs> like how hard it would be you know yeah. i always <laughs> curious and we don't get a chance to do it in hong kong that I much don't because we don't get a chance to bury people so <laughs> thankfully even digging a hole though so why in hong yeah. kong could you not dig a hole for example I, I mean i mean like you can dig a hole in your backyard or in your garden in your place um just more space in in here in London but yeah. in Hong Kong you know it's where to find a park yes I get you yeah. and if you get get a park there's like many people there it's embarrassing you know to try but so <laughs> so I just having their lunch or something you're digging <laughs> yeah. a hole next to them yeah <laughs> sorry guys sweating. just got to do this yeah <laughs> and then um, by that time I didn't know I want to do a hot shape or anything but I just want that but and then Martin said yeah let's do it and amazing <laughs> and <laughs> then uh, when they show me the offside at the cross street yeah they have like a long, very wide space at the back of the space. And I thought, I want a giraffe neck here because it's too long. Oh. And that's how, you know. It's pretty obvious you'd want a giraffe neck there when yeah. you see the space. But we're looking, at, we're looking at one half of the giraffe here, which is the body going into the heart hole. And then the head and the neck comes out at Cork, Cork Street. Street. Yeah. But this this giraffe for you signifies what? There's something. There's a story that goes with this that you want certain people to be travelling through this to escape Hong Kong. Yes, it's like a organic uh, smuggling tunnel. Yeah, okay. you call it. Yeah, so like a smuggler's tunnel. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like an organic one, so it would dissolve. Um, so it's very eco- uh, environmental friendly. friendly. So um, environmentally friendly smuggling and, escape tunnel. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, but uh, I wrote the story and I, I don't know, I put things together, you know, one day before the opening. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, exactly what happened in Hong Kong by that time. Like, very, um, it's different every day, you know. Yes. Many news and stories developed in Hong Kong at the moment. So, um, how do you feel about all that? What's happening over there? Where do you stand on all that? Um, I was in the protests most of the time, you know, as. I think it's the same as many Hong Kong people um, on the street every weekend or Friday night. You know, um, I don't know. It, it sounds like an impossible, you know, um, mission. We can uh, impossible to get the the results that we want. Mm-hmm. But I guess we just have to try to fight for it. Um, mm. Yeah, it's depressing, but it's also there's like a little bit hope to see you know how people gather yes. together and the people there seems to be gathering strength more and more and, and also yeah. I think art can really bring hope as well and to sort of give people courage to continue and um, you know we were talking to Hans Ulrich Obris the other day about that very thing and about how in all these turbulent times in all different countries because yeah. it's not just one place but it's actually I, happening I Weiwei, globally what Ai Weiwei's doing and as well yeah Russ met Ai Weiwei the other night and presented him with an award and um, for GQ and it was you know it's very much I think it's so important to have different voices making art you know to help people really and to help our, our own ways of um, working out what we think about what's yeah. going on as well yeah but sometimes I, I I was you know 
I've doubt about it. Um, you, you know, especially when you're on the street, you know, facing the the violence from the police. Yes. And you know, seeing all the protester, you know, getting hurt, you know, in front of your eyes, you know, on the street. It seems like, you know, I will question like, what it, what am I doing is yes. related or help at all on yeah. the street, you know, at that moment yeah. when they, you know, people crash together. Feel quite helpless, like, I guess, in that moment somehow. Yeah, at that moment you would think like, I don't know, should I, you know, physically train me, train better. That seems help more at that situation. Oh, like a physical strength. Yes. Yeah. You know, if yeah, I yeah, can yeah. fight better, or yeah. if I can, you know, have more protection, or you know, I can boxing, you know, do a boxing. But then sometimes you could say that like intellectual ideas are just as powerful as physical, ide- you know, physical strength. So yeah. I guess, and even this work or the work that you go on to make, I think yeah. that hopefully will take the message around the world like it already is. So yeah, that's that true. in itself is helping. Yeah, and also Sh- because you know, in in China, you I could. I could impose my work on in China, so that's another you know voice out to you know to to send a message you know across yes uh, hope, you know using internet yes. or pictures yeah that can you know bring it they travel in in the mainland yes yeah. yeah amazing should we head inside then okay okay we have now gone into the Camden Art Centre and we're stood in front of a giant flat screen video installation with thousands of little toys of like chattering teeth with bright but they're big all gold eyes. Teeth. How many are there? Ping? Um, 5,000. 5,000? And it's you did, weird. did you paint on the gold like teeth that. yourself or did that, is that something? I sent it to, to a studio to do it. Um, it's actually like gold, golden foil rather wow. than paint. So Where they have it? to stick like very carefully. Where was that? In Hong Kong or here? In China. In China. I sent it to China. Wow. But they did it really quick. Like 5,000, they do it, I think, within two weeks. But imagine really? you, they yeah, have to yeah. stick it in a glue and then... Wow, wow, And wow. What, what, why did you pick 5,000, that number particularly? Because um, in January, I have a show in Kunsthalle Basel. Ah. And I put 5,000 of them on the wall, like... A long haul of, or, or what, in, like in on a, a shelf, or or stuck it's, up. It's actually in like a wall, wall like this, yeah. and then they they have the same like distance between each other. So it's like a grid of the yeah, toy, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's like on the whole like room of it. It's like double size of this. So room. these will come off the floor here, and then they'll go to Kunsthalle and be on the wall. These oh no, it was ones. in it oh, was in general. Yeah. Okay. So, are these so the after same that, ones? yeah. So okay. after that, I just ship it, and I. I said, uh, maybe you just throw it there. Like Do you know, in some ways, what they made me think of is this pile. Was it? I know people aren't taking them away, but Felix Gonzalez Torres has the sweetie wrappers. Have you seen the sweets? And you go in and it, you can take a sweet oh, yeah. from the yeah, gallery yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. depletes over time. Yeah. Maybe one day you would allow people to come and visit and take your <laughs> chattering teeth away. Yeah, that this work is actually commissioned by um, the Guggenheim last year. Oh, I did wow. for them. And it was actually got stolen quite a lot. <gasps> really? Oh, and then they have to stand, put more like security. No. There. And then um, that's amazing because people want to take the chattering teeth home. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the gold. They thought it's like a wheel gold. Yeah. Oh right, they have <laughs> solid gold teeth on the chattering. Yeah. And then um, once in a while, I got you know a private message from from Instagram. Yeah. People showing <gasps> off. They took one. And tagging you in it. Yes. And then I was like. Do oh, I tell the police? I, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> they, they didn't know they, they shouldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Quite, yeah. like, it wasn't quite like they were stealing them. Yeah, quite, yeah, yeah. Interesting, quite interesting that they didn't aware of it. Yeah. And they show it to me and tag me and yeah. all that. That's <laughs> funny. So the movie we're watching right now, what is this story about? 
Um, this is actually about uh, an old man's life uh, being kicked out, kicked away uh, by um, his son and daughter-in-law, um, and how he get you know getting survive with the technology and and you know the depressing um, environment in Hong Kong. You know the the. The, the small home, you know, we don't have space. And actually the inspiration is that how I started to write this piece is one day I was in a park, you know, um, riding my bicycle and then I saw an old man, like a typical Hong Kong old uncle. He was dragging a huge bag of like black plastic, like rubbish uh, bag. Mm-hmm. A bin liner type thing. Yeah. yeah, and then I was, I feel like you know, when I get past him, he was like actually throwing it down to the, the bin. And I saw some in, interesting color in it. I feel like, oh, I should check it out. So I wait until, you know, he walk away and I take it out. And then it was like a huge pack of porno VHS tape. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like Japanese, you know, those Japanese uh, VHS tape. And that was like my first uh, experience for me to not not this time, but when I was young, the first. How old was you then? No, it was like three years ago. Okay, three okay. years ago, right. but I mean, those porno tape reminds me, you know, when oh, I, the first experience, a nostalgic yes. porn moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first experience, I, 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 you know, I catch those from my father's closet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. And then I, when I checked the condition, they were perfectly kept. You know the book, even the booklet. In wow. the, he really protected them. Yes. I wonder why so he threw it's them so away. sad. Yeah, that's how I think. So I just, you know, rush home and then started to write because it's quite sad. Like, did you why keep the porno tapes or did you I throw wish, them back in? I wish. I thought about it. You know, I sit in the park with the huge bag of <laughs> porno tape. I said, should I take it? It's, it was like so clean and all that. I don't worry about. You know. Yeah. Uh, that, <laughs> him, his bits all over. It. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was like why he picked this moment to throw it because oh. it's so well kept yeah, and also we use internet or even DVD you know Blu-ray why he picked this particular time mm. so then I started to write um, that's how I work actually like I have to bump into something in real and life it triggers and, yeah a thought like a tangent story yes, yes amazing and it's triggering um, memories of your own experience as well so it's quite it's yes. quite personal in that sense. So it's like always mixed with personal and, and imaginations. So. Right, right, right. So your style of animation, a lot of people have compared it to Tom Besselman, uh, Fernanda Gere, the Memphis group. Definitely, Do you find yeah. them influence, have influenced your animation or is that what someone's told you is your animation's like and you've just realised? I guess I just realised because I, I, you know, I start off you know have no background on art or design or anything and I don't feel interested back in the day when I started I just have the desire to, just wanted to know I want to make something mm-hmm. so I use my you know limited ability what I've got you know to to work it out and then later on when I have you know chance to work in you know institution or to meet physical audience rather than you know online comments yes and I get more, you know, feedback. knowledge or feedback yeah. from yeah, like, yeah. oh, it reminds me of something. And then, and then I check it out and wow. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know. So in terms of animation, if you think about um, animation, were cartoons or um, computer games, were they like a big influence and one of the reasons why, as a kid, you were interested in that kind of uh, process? Um, video game, yes. But more like, I think I'm more like a comics guy. Okay. I read a lot of com- like Japanese comics uh, in school. Um, Is that not manga? Yeah, manga. Yes. Yeah. And are there, are there certain um, like magazine titles that you were into, the manga titles? Or, or is it Stories, just like characters you characters followed especially? Or? Or? Um, I don't know the, the Japanese name oh, of, okay. of, of the, of the, of the what, comics. How do you say it in Japanese? Uh, in Chinese, I know Gugoksat is the... Gugoksat. yeah, is the... And what's that story about? Um, he always uh, make comics about like a pathetic teenager uh-huh. and then how he yeah it's like a how do you call that you know the guy would sit in the room play like video depressed like no I mean oh, no, like a, a bit like a, a geeky, geeky kind of like geeky but yeah, there's like a term in, nerd. Nerd. nerd but there's like a terms in Japan it's about I don't know you know people what is it how do you say it in Japanese someone to comment on it on our um, it's like zat lam zat in Chinese so okay. um, you know people just really addicted with comics or manga and, and animations, um, video games, all that. Yeah. We, we, you know, um, I was a kid like that. I, like that. Um, oh. So, yeah. But video games, I don't know. I mean, people compare... This the 1980s video games, your yeah. style, yeah. Yeah. Compare it with, like, 8-bits um, style. Yes. But I guess it's just... It's funny because it's all come from my... Um, limited ability I guess I would say because I can only just simple simple shapes so Mm -hmm. that's all I know from the software so we're looking at a screen print that you've made for the show at the minute which is highlighting the world that you've created with Heart Digger your show and we're looking at a giraffe's neck going into the heart in the ground and then going into this tunnel and then we've got the upside down heart emoji coming out of the Camden Art Centre roof and then we've got this creature here which is digging the heart hole or yeah. pushing the heart down yeah and this this would this have all been made as a uh, like illustrator on, on the computer yes i only know two software one is the illustrator to draw and then after effect to do the animation just moving the, the drawing so that's that's all i know um it's all simple shapes and color and um I love the type font you've created for the word heart digger mm-hmm. at the bottom of the print it's, it's really cool that mm. Um, should we move through to the other yeah, space go. now? Go to the next bit. So we're going into uh, another room now where there's, there's four bean bags on the floor with another screen showing this movie. What's this movie, this one we're watching now, this film? What's this one about? Um, this is called Who's the Daddy? Um, it was, I created this, I think, two years ago. Um, well, it is about. Well, my work is always like a diary of mixture of um, reality or you know any opinion that I got during a particular of time. So, 
I don't really know what is the, you know, I don't always have one goal or one thing one I wanted to tell. Yeah, yeah, so it's always a lot of things going on. But one thing I wanna, how I started to um, do this, it, it was you know back in the day that was like an umbrella revolution in Hong Kong. Um, it's like a also like a protest four years ago. Um, like we occupied the street for two months, more than two months, um, and then you know the the society went completely like depressed and silent about politics because I think it's the depression from failure of the, of the the movement or the yeah. So um, I started to wonder like um, you know there's like a very extreme opinion either you against it or you for it. So I started to look at like what about the people in the middle, like a mutual supporter, or they don't have you know any opinion in the society. And then I thought about, okay, um, how should I develop this idea? And then one day I thought, I want to do a research on um, how many percentage of uh, a male's penis that swing to the left or right. I, I just want to know the percentage of. How it of works. the population, yeah, like, of the world like which side, Hong, which side, where, where they sit, yeah, of, of the world, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I just started to I'm do to some the research. Left. What are you? I don't know, babes. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know which side you, you hang. Know. Babes. Do you, you do shower? About? Like when you shower, you can. You can which just side look you, at it. Which side you hang to? I've never Rob? thought about it. Babes. Think about it now. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? And then, where do you hang? I think okay, that that's quite interesting because I think that's. Mine is in the middle. Oh wow! And then okay, I'm a bit left. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was doing some research and I found a really interesting quote from Yahoo, Yahoo Answers, something like that. And then it says, um, "When Western uh, invent pants, mm. you know, jeans and pants, because it's too tight, it affects the male part um, couldn't sit in the middle." Because you have to pick side to. So it has to choose a side. Yes, so right. it, you know, uh, later on, you know, there's like a people cannot have a. Uh, there, there's like a no population of a straight in the middle, sit in the middle penis. Right. That's what the quote and the research said. Right. And then I started to think, um, what if I am like a typical, I mean, not here to stereotype, but like typical Asian. Penis, which is so short that I can put it in the middle. <laughs> I don't have to pick side. And sh- am I the this minority really or? <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible conversation. Yeah. yeah. So am I in the middle? Like, if I was that, that quote or research actually ignoring, ignoring my existence. And I think that's what I want to say. And the situation of politics situation in Hong Kong, like. Everyone like picking side, or even like left wing or right wing. Mm. But what, what about in the middle? Like people just ignore it, and then, yeah. and then that's how I started. So you to have write. to, choose, yeah. You're saying so, like the penis has to choose left or right now. Yeah. But you're saying, well, what if you want to be down the middle and you are ignored? Wow. Yeah. Because the research said there's no nothing, no penises in the middle yeah, in the also, modern age. But also, doesn't that suggest that Yahoo or whoever was doing that research was ignoring the whole of Asian culture, perhaps? Like they weren't included in that research. That's what you're saying. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is just terrible anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was. I think that can adopt it completely. Like fit in my 
thought by yeah. that time, you know, yeah. the, the politics situations yeah. and um, that's how it goes. I just started to write again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy you fit down the middle. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have to pick sides. How long so. does it take for you to make your animations? Um, about a month to two months by oh, myself. Right. Yeah, because I do the voiceover or sometimes music and yeah, drawing and all that. You quite a flat Cantonese uh, yeah. voiceover, don't you? Yeah. Why is that? Why do you... Because it's, it's just... Because it's embarrassing to listen to my voice. So when I try to record my voiceover, I, I remember at the first time, like, I guess eight years ago, I was trying to do it, doing that, but the acting is so bad and I just give up. I just read it, like, as... As flat as, as you flat can, but monotone, possible, yeah. kind so of I'm not, neutral. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not ashamed or, like, embarrassed to watch it. You know, when in a show, I have to watch it over and over you again. You do other people voiceover. I've heard a female voice. Or is that yours that you've just... Oh, the Fables. That yes. was the MacBook voice, the computer really? voice. Yeah. I just want a digital mother figure voice yes. to tell a the kids. A digital kid, mother figure? Yeah, to, to tell the kids the story. So that was in a Fable series only. All the other work, personal work, is just my voice. So. That's really interesting because in the beginning of um, internet in my family household, we used to have AOL and like America Online, yeah. and it was kind of like a package that you would download to the computer, and it would do the whole thing for you. So it was very straightforward to log onto the internet. And I remember it having dial-up, and you'd hear the noise going like, <laughs> you know that. And then when you finally got in, it would be like. I can't remember what the term was, but it was something... I know one of them was You've Got Mail, obviously. It was like, You've Got Mail. Um, and then it would be like, Welcome to AOL, or something like that. And it was the voice of Joanna Lumley, who's an absolutely fabulous. And the computer we had had her voice on. And I remember thinking at the time, like, she'd become this kind of, like, the mother of the internet or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I loved the... Because I loved her, and I loved Absolutely Fabulous at the time. I didn't know AOL stood for America Online. You've yeah. just, like, blown my brain. Really? <laughs> All these years. I've yeah. never worked. But I was quite interested in that idea of like, and I also struggle when I'm driving, if you have um, a sat-nav, I, I can't listen, if I have a male voice telling me to which directions to go, I can't concentrate. I do mine in a, <laughs> so I, I have to have a female voice. I get mine in a New Zealand accent for some reason, I quite like it. You turn left. I, 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 I don't know if it's because I'm gay, I don't know what it is, but there's something about hearing a male voice, I can't, I get completely, like, I get turn lost on. in the voice. Not, not turned on, but I get kind of, I get kind of like lost in the voice. Whereas if I hear eyes, a female Male voice <laughs> talking to me, then I can concentrate. It's really bizarre. I don't no, know no what that says about that makes me. Sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what is this series of animations called? If that's the Fables, where are we now in your? Is this Fables two, Fables three, or is this a series, or are these just seen as individual works now? I think it's like a series because yeah. I, when I did my research, you know, I always want to write something for the kids, and I think kids are the best to look at works like like my work but all the adults or, or, or the parents always worry about it you know don't look at it and mm. all right but I guess when I see kids looking at my work they they don't have a clue actually it's just like overreact by the parents you know um, and they can see other stuff you know if we don't judge them by our adult yeah, adults brain yeah. so um, so I always want to just start you know, making work for, for kids rather than adults because <laughs> yeah. they are more interesting. And then, and I guess their imaginations are freer, yeah. and they're probably more open the to change to and to, yeah, exactly, e even which frees your creativity. Yeah, yeah, even if they see a, 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 a make love scenes in it, they will see joy and 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 crazy. Maybe they they were they are happy, they're laughing at it. 
but as an adult, it's like embarrassed, you know, shame or like, oh, that's, you know, that, that, um, they will shine from it. Um, but I guess that's what sex is about. Like, we should think, think about it, like, look at it like a kid rather than, you know, feeling shy or anything. And um, so I went to the library again and checked out all the Aesop's, you know, the big name fables and fairy tale. And I don't think that's quite practical in the modern society or modern world, you know. Um, and then I just want, one day my name would be in it, like Wong Ping's fables in the li- public library. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, if um, libraries exist at that point. Yeah, that's know. true. Yeah. They will. We have to protect them, Ross. Okay, me and you. Yeah, we're going to work online. hard on that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Cool. Um, well, we ask every guest that comes on. We have two questions. They're very hard. If you could perform an art heist and you could steal an artwork from anywhere in the world, a touchstone artwork, and you get to live with it, what would that be and why? That what I can touch it. You can. Oh, you can take it home, like steal oh, it. it yeah, it's like steal an art it. heist, like in a movie. We're going to get together. We're going to get a big truck, and we can take whatever work you want to take home <laughs> from anywhere. That's, that's tough. Let me. <laughs> can I have a minute to yeah, think? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Have a think. Drink your coffee. Ping's sipping his coffee at the moment and uh, pensively thinking. It's talk art. Talk. What do we call it? Investigative journalism. <laughs> asking the questions that nobody dares. Talk art. Asking the questions that nobody dares to artists. So anyway, so this show is on until the 15th of September, so you've not got very long. You might have even missed it by the time <laughs> this has gone out. But this has been supported by the Camden Arts Centre Emergent Art Prize, which actually I myself, yeah. I was about to say, didn't you put yeah, your patron to it? I was, I was one of the supporters for this art prize. I was actually really proud of you when you did that, because like, that's actually like I've meaningful. I've done it again this year. Well yeah, done. Yeah. It's actually meaningful because you're helping emerging yeah, artists. Yeah, yeah. So the money from that gave the winner, i.e. Wang Ping, the money to fabricate these uh, animations more and to fabricate all the inflatables in the garden and to pay someone to dig a hole. So have you found your artwork? Um, you racked your brain? I th- yeah, but I think what well, artwork for me may be quite, quite wide, so I think I would like a chance to just watch a, like a classical performance by, uh, by Be- Beethoven. Beethoven. Be- Beethoven. Yeah. Um, but I want to sit in there to watch it. Like, in the middle of the orchestra? Yes. No, I mean, I mean, in, even in the in the audience, yeah. it's because I don't think no one exists ever ever listen. Even we just listen to some other classical player to play it. Oh, so like going but back, back to the, when? Yeah, back yeah going back to when he wrote it. Going to one of the original yeah, performances no of alive, it. Yeah, no one yeah, alive. Yeah, that's true. There's it. no record of what li- it actually sounded yeah. like. We only yeah. listen to record that other players perform it. Yeah. We only listen to the record that other player perform it, but we haven't actually. Listen, what he played, how he played. Yeah, so what his intention Origin, was. Yeah, original yeah. ideas. That's what I've been that's wanted That's so to. interesting. And actually, the classical music scores, there's so much instruction in them. Yeah. But in some way, you'd hope that it was clear enough. But even the way you interpret that score, it's like reading anything, isn't it? Yeah. How we all have a different interpretation of yeah. it. Yeah, and no, I find that fascinating too. That it, is a good answer. I love the way your brain works. I, I, mean, it, I mean, it's like a, you're seeing a cover band of, uh, of, uh, of Beatles. You know, but I want the original people. Yeah, you want to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I want to see the original, but you know. Yeah, that's interesting. And also, 
it's a bit like the giraffe's neck, you know, going from one space to another space, because there is that element of time travel in your work. You know, these kind of like different universes that you can travel. You know, it's almost like we get transported to different times yeah. zones. Because I well. believe you guys can take me there. Because you asked the question, you said I, you said I can be. We're gonna do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, who are the artists that you respond to now, like music-wise? Who do you listen to, and what artists, like visual artists, are you inspired by? In art now, right now, now, yeah. right now. Um, honestly, I don't really have a, a particular artist, but I think I like performance. Art. I'm interested at performance art at the moment. Um, yeah, so. But that's interesting because even your answer to the art heist, being wanting to sit with Beethoven at the time he wrote it and hear what it sounded like, that's about the actual physical experience and the audio experience of being in the room. Mm-hmm. And we were talking last night about a singer called Celeste, who's a new kind of soul singer from the UK, who I think is one of the greatest talents of our time. And she has been recording these a cappella videos that are going online, and they are just mind blowing. I mean, I watch them and I want to cry. She's so good. And but she was playing live last night. And we didn't get to go to it and I was saying that actually I've seen the video and then we were like yeah but that's not the real experience because the trouble is these days you see videos and you think you've seen it mm. but you have to go and experience things in real life which well, is why performance about. art is you so know, great you see art online and it's amazing you get to see this art online exactly. seeing your work in person for example completely different you're experience gonna be, you're going yeah. to see a photograph of the giraffe's mm. head going into mm. the ground but if you're actually here and seeing it it's a different thing maybe that's the point I enjoy making installation or, or, or sculpture you know video I can put it online or people can see it whenever they want, where, wherever they want. But for sculpture or installation, you actually have to, you know, be there. Mm. Um, in the, the space. Reason, yeah, in the space. It also uses different parts of your brain. You know, to physically experience something in front of you and then looking at something on a screen, there's a very different part of your brain that's getting used. And I think the f- they're both valid and both important. Mm-hmm. But I think that is one of the things that's so powerful about performance art, actually, and sculptural installation and things like yeah. that. Um, and also... Uh, you know, uh, you know. Before I, I I work in you know the art art scenes. Um, I have more more friends. You know, uh, participate in independent music in in Hong Kong. Right. That's what most of my friends doing. And I always think, you know, when I see that they perform, music is like a the best. I mean, so at this point, I think is the best form of art for me. Music. Um, I don't know because it it it, it stay with with a person for a long time. Let's say if you you you're in a train going to work, you know. Sometimes have you ever like have the feeling you want to listen to a song so bad, but totally you forget yeah. to bring your headphones, headphones, yeah. and you go into a shop to buy it in order to listen to can can listen to the song totally. that you want it. It's it's like tickling in your ears or, or in the heart if you you can't listen at that moment and you know it, it will stay the song will stay with you like in your life uh, be there with you like maybe 20 years later you listen somewhere like randomly on the street and you have memory like emotion as well and power or strength when you listen but at the same time when you see the you went to see the band or the, the singer perform it's like another fo- another thing but they are the same you know same work Mm. but they have different how to call it dynamic or yeah yeah, live performance or even in the in the CD or different places it would just I don't know stay but 
you know, it's quite rare sometimes, you know, when in the train you have the urge or decide to, I really want to look at that painting. I take out the phone and it's, I don't get that quite often, but songs, I always have the feeling like, oh, I really want to hear listen. Yeah, hear listen to? Who your I like blues music, so yeah. it's like old time, you know, Sun House or, or um, forget those big name, like the old time country blues player. Cool. You know? Um, yeah, I, I like how like Garth Brooks is he a country and western like he's a bit more contemporary I think yeah. Yeah. more like a Chicago blues yeah, uh, yeah Sun House I cool. shit that's quite stressful for me to oh, don't worry to remember <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. to think about so me. the other question we ask all our guests is what is your favourite colour oh uh, I like I like uh, is it called pa- pistol colour pa- pistol pastel Pastel. Yeah. Pastels. Oh, pastel colors. Color like this. Oh, I like okay. this. More like yeah. mint. Mint. Mint, yeah. Mint, mint color. Pastel mint. How, how do you yeah. call this? Color? That's a mint color, yeah. yeah spearmint like mint, or spearmint yeah. green or something. Yeah. 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 I like um, it. Well, it's in many works of, 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 of my work. This, this yes, kind of color. Yeah, I was looking at it. It's a lot of pastel colors. The pastel pink yeah. and the green. And why, why, why that tone of color? I think that color is quite how to call it something that's in the middle like am, am, ambiguous how to call that yeah amb- um, amb- ambiguous yeah and yeah, um, yeah it's like, like you were talking about earlier in the middle in the middle you like it yeah, in, yeah in, in the middle so you can't you know sort of like people when it's not a bold it's a color blue it's not a soft green. color it's a gentle yeah. color just just going down the middle yeah so it's like a typical green you know we used it to see um in you know everywhere so it's I don't know, and it's soft, you know. I like I like pink actually, like two years ago. But now, for this year, this is my color. Well, the overwhelming color of the year. The overwhelming message that I'm getting from meeting you is that is it kind of togetherness, I guess, and unity somehow, sort of bringing together far right, far left, and then putting them to the middle, trying to get people to be a bit more in the middle and listening to each other. I guess. Mm. Would you say that's true? No, I no. guess. Okay. <laughs> well. I don't, I don't, I don't care what others' opinions is. I don't want to, you know. I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, have to bring them in together. But I, I guess in my work, it's always like open question. I don't have answer, but I see it happening, like in a weird time of our the history. World. Yeah, our, our world. Yeah. yeah, like that one, like the who's the daddy work. I mentioned about you know the Tinder experience. What that was happening doing you know when I'm making the work so and also when you play it it's like left and right as well so I think that fits like in swiping left yeah. or right. <laughs> so it fits in as well so cool yeah. what's happening next for you Ping what's what's the next adventure in your career um, I'm opening a show in Shanghai a solo show in Hao Museum in November oh, congrats. and in December with I will have a new work for Miami ICA uh, for December great so it's and you're making close. them at the moment? Not yet. Not but yet. <laughs> <laughs> About as I said, I have to get, the inspiration. get out and bump into, I don't know, something random or weird. Have uh, you had anything random and weird in London while you've been here? Not yet, actually. Okay. I mean, the street is more polite, I would say. Like, uh-huh. like um, I don't know, more, more, more civilized? No, but like more... more apologetic. That's the British way. You apologize for things that aren't your fault. Yeah. yeah. So it's not much craziness in, in the street, but maybe in Hong Kong because two pack many people, so random things happen. Happen. Yeah. It's yeah wow. more crazy scenes there. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much yes. for talking oh, to us. By the way, what is your Instagram for people who follow your work? Uh, it's called No Why, No Why, N O W X Y, N O W X Y. Oh, no. N O W X Y, N O W X Y. Yes. Yeah, so no, no Why, no, no Why, now Why. No, No, no Why. No Why. N O, no. No. W H Y, Why. So is it No Why? No Why, No Why. No Why, No Why. No Way, No Way. No yeah. A bit like no, no way, way, no way, but no Got why, it. no why. Mana <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, Ping, this has been incredible. Thank you, Ping. It's been incredible to meet you. And I've really enjoyed seeing the work as well um, in person because I mm. think I've experienced a lot of your work either just on a smaller screen mm. or um, I did see the freeze booth as well. But yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been a privilege to meet you. Thank you so much. And uh, for in- images of uh, Ping's work, you can visit our Instagram at TalkArt. We will be back very soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to Talk Art on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.